Hello and welcome back to the Unreported World podcast with me, Krishnan Gurumurthy. This week, reporter Shea Rhodes enters the Democratic Republic of Congo. Here, wrestlers are superstars and wrestling allows fans to forget the poverty, violence and ongoing civil war for the duration of a bout. But beneath the masks and customised costumes, they find some of the superstars practising black magic and uncover allegations that many fighters are involved in gang violence and political intimidation. It was four o'clock on Valentine's Day in the capital, Kinshasa. I was about to experience wrestling Congolese style. Congo's champion wrestler Nanga Steve was making a triumphant arrival. Are you ready? In this vast and often troubled African country, wrestlers are superstars. Nanga's making his way into the ring now. All around him, there are just children running, screaming. Everybody Everybody wants to touch him, everyone wants to get near him. His opponent, Super Angaluma, had arrived. He's a fetish wrestler, a fighter famed for using black magic to defeat his opponents. crowd, it was a chance to forget Congo's poverty, its violent politics and the ongoing civil war. Big fights like this happen all the time in Kinshasa. They're televised, reported in the sports pages and attract thousands of fans. Wrestling is a Congolese passion. Angaluma was having it tough. To the crowd's delight, he decided it was time for some black magic. Super Angaluma just brought a chicken into the ring. That's his special move. It's cruel, but many people in Congo believe in magic and that sacrificing an animal unlocks supernatural powers. The chicken's head has been pulled off. What's supposed to happen next is it's supposed to get put back on and the chicken should come back to life. Unfortunately, it's disappeared over there somewhere. Despite the hitch, it looked like the evil magician and his magic chicken had triumphed. But in wrestling, the hero rarely loses. Steve had kept his title. Oh, 
next day, he agreed to let me watch him train. It looks like I'm in the right place. Nanga Steve's got his own car, it's parked outside. Champion of Congo, Nanga Steve, l'imbattable, the unbeatable. Nanga Steve was still wearing his mask. There's a tradition of fighters wearing masks. Wrestling folklore has it. A wrestler who loses his mask loses his power. What I don't get still is the difference between entertainment and showmanship and actual wrestling. Steve, there's one thing I'm, I'm struggling to understand here, yeah? How much of this is just entertainment and how much of it is actually real fighting? Yeah. Well, so, want me to show you? OK. OK. No, 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 too too small. Uh-huh. Very gently. Get ready. <laughs> OK, yeah, got you. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> that wasn't even as hard as he could do it. I see. Oh. Okay, and how do I get out of this? Despite being a lot smaller and slipperier, there really isn't any way out of it. And it looks kind of fake when they do it, but... But actually, now that I'm here... <laughs> There's really no way out of this. <laughs> I see. <laughs> wow. So last time I'm going to say wrestling's completely fake. Even if the results are sometimes rigged, these guys really do know how to fight. We'd bonded, and Nanga Steve asked me over to meet his family. In this city of eight million people, the third largest in Africa, Steve and the other star wrestlers aren't just celebrities. They're figures of power and influence. Champion. How's it going? Bonjour. May we enter? Even though I'd got to know Nanga, he was still hesitant about showing me his face. It is strange to see a grown man with his family in the house, with a mask on. Can, can we take it off? Yes, yes. So, there's a lot of time for journalists Congolese. I ask the question, is that you can't make pleasure? There have been many times when journalists from Congo have asked me to take off my mask, but I say no. But for you, today, you are going to meet the real me. <laughs> hey. How <laughs> are it's quite strange seeing Steve without the mask for the first time. I've got to know him, and he, he's a big, strong, scary guy. And actually, without it, he, he almost seems a little bit smaller. Steve's wife, Brigitte, said he was actually a bit of a softie. People ask how you can love a sportsman. They are all thugs and gangsters. If you love him, he will abandon you and won't take care of you. But I say no. I love him just as he is, the sportsman. He works and does everything a man can do for his wife and kids. We live well. 
I wondered what Brigitte had meant about wrestlers being gangsters. Steve explained that some wrestlers were major forces in gangs called Kaluna that were terrorizing the city. A sportsman should be able to defend himself. At the same time, he should really focus on being popular. But when you go around wielding a machete, then you are nothing but a gangster. Twice a week, some of the best-known wrestlers meet for a training session. These guys are especially famous because they're also bodyguards for a well-known pop star. This is fascinating. I keep on asking people and they insist that this crowd is totally normal every day when they come down to practice. Anyone who's around comes to watch and you can see why. It's a real spectacle. These guys are huge. These guys are clearly role models to all the kids around here. As soon as they turned up to practice, they all gathered round to watch. And now that they've stopped, see the kids have run off to little corners to go and practice doing the same moves. While some fighters are celebrities, others struggle to make a living, which explains the attraction of the gangs, the Kaluna. I met Armand Lingomo, a veteran wrestler who's watched as over the years his sport has become entangled in criminality and Congo's violent politics. I think there are wrestlers who are as foot soldiers for politicians. The President's Party, the PPRD, have recruited sportsmen from top to bottom. They carry machetes and knives. Those thugs are armed thieves fed by those in government. This has led to a huge amount of disorder in this country. It was a big day for Congo, the first session of the newly elected parliament. The government was expecting a protest. The opposition had accused them of rigging the elections and the police were out in force. Just ahead of me is the Place de la Victoire. This is where most protests in Kinshasa begin. People gather here and then once there's enough of them, they start marching towards parliament. And you can see just up here, there's an armored car there, more soldiers over there, police everywhere. And there's a really horrible tense feeling like something's definitely about to happen. People were gathering, but the expected march wasn't materialising. Some would-be protesters told me why. Can I tell you something? The authorities have sent youths, the ones we call Kuluna, armed with machetes. They disperse protesters, threw rocks and beat people. That was this morning, so we're scared. I wanted to investigate what the Kaluna gangs had been doing, but I hadn't reckoned on the police.
Police have just started firing tear gas all around this church. First they fired tear gas and then live ammunition. Find the bus. You're right, you're right, you're right. We're good, we're good, we're good, we're good, we're good. This goes to show how quickly things can turn. As the group got bigger and bigger, suddenly there were shots, there was some tear gas flying around and people started running everywhere. I headed for Parliament. I wanted to investigate if it was true the government were using gangs of wrestlers and other combat sportsmen to crush opposition protests. I tracked down the MP in charge of the party's youth wing. The man being interviewed behind me is Francis Colombo. He's, uh, he's been linked to various Kaluna activities during the elections, and the opposition say that he is the main man who pays Kaluna to actually go out and do... Ah, Monsieur, bonjour. We heard a lot of rumours that your government has been using sporting people, particularly combat sportsmen, to attack members of the opposition. What do you say about that? Just because you're a sportsman, it doesn't mean you can't campaign for a political party. We've actually shown restraint considering the forces we have at our disposal. It's wrong to say that the authorities are using them. The accusation that's being made against you and your party is that you pay these young people from the streets, as you say, the Kaluna and the Shege, you actually pay them to go out and cause violence. No, that's false. Completely false. I don't think we pay anyone. There are militants who come to take part in our events, but we don't pay them. Nobody is paid. But there is some evidence linking the governing party with violent sportsmen. Daddy Kusaka is a news cameraman. He filmed these pictures in Parliament during a crucial vote. So, what's happening here? That is the opposition MP, Gustave Malenge. He is trying to get up on the stage, but the government MPs and their Kuluna are preventing him. Hence the brawl. A row of sportsmen, including a champion wrestler, had been hired by politicians in the governing party. They were physically assaulting opposition MPs. It's astounding to think this is actually the national parliament. This is a crucial vote on a change to their constitution. How does it make you feel watching what you filmed there? Ashamed. I can't accept it. Another wrestling match, and Django Mabende was taking on Saint Chantier, who's named after a presidential construction project. The spectacle was as hugely enjoyable as ever, but now I was also watching the audience. I knew among this crowd there'd be members of Kaluna gangs, especially those linked to wrestling clubs. say when they say that wrestling clubs are quite menacing. A group of what I would call Kaluna just came steaming through here and everybody jumped out of their way.
Gradually, we learned that among the Kaluna street gangs, as well as wrestlers, there were also boxers, judo champions and martial arts experts. We've been told about one wrestler with close ties to the government of President Joseph Kabila. We're just arriving at the house of a wrestler called Zombie, and he lives on the Avenue of the People, right behind the Parliament building. You don't get to live on this road unless you know the right people. Bonjour. How are you? You good? I have so many companies, I have so many money, I have so many things. I have so many companies, I have so much money, I have so many things. My chain I wear, it's gold. It's about 15,000 pounds. I bought it in the UK. He took me to an area he called the Kingdom of Zombie. It's home to his followers, would-be wrestlers who regard him as their master. He trained me, that man there. I'm a well-trained fighter. Okay, d'accord. You respect him? Everything about him is good. This guy really loves you. Master, this is where the road ends. You will have to walk the rest of the way to the kingdom. Let's go. Champion. Good to see you. A zombie walks through this area, which is incredibly poor. It's, it's visibly deprived. You can see the poverty here. As he's walking through, he's being surrounded by young people, a lot of them very, very scary. He told me these were his people, and they were all Kaluna. Gangsters. You see these people, the ones we were talking about, Kaluna? Here they are. This is all Kaluna? Yeah. The Kaluna, the one we hear today, they are not criminal people. Right? Yeah. They're the boys, they want, they want to be master, they want, they want to be strong. So for, for you to believe them strong, they must. Fight. The Kaluna, the ones here today, they are not criminal people, right? They are boys who want to be masters. They want to be strong. For you to believe them strong, they must fight. That side and this side. That's why they call them Kuluna. You see, he's not got muscles. You can see he's small. I'm just showing them somebody small can be strong. He's not got muscles. If he carries a machete or something, he can, you know? These guys are destroying your city. They're making it a less safe place to be, aren't you? Don't you want to control them? They're not dangerous. They're not dangerous. But if they carry a machete, they can kill people. They're not dangerous. They're not criminals. Yeah, they're not criminals. They're not criminals. Zombie says that these boys aren't criminals, that they don't mug people, and all they do is defend their area from other people trying to attack them. What I can see is that he has a lot of control over them. He can tell them to do whatever he wants, and they jump to attention to do it. Their leader had recently won a freestyle wrestling championship. In this gang, your skill as a wrestler determines your status. He's small, but he's a strong guy. Can you see what he's doing? He's a strong guy. As well as champion fighters, the gang has someone who further intimidates their rivals, a fetisher or sorcerer. Zombie wants to take me in now to to the temple where he says that we're going to see a demonstration of the kind of magic that he uses. 
Sit down. He wants to show you. Is there nothing inside? Is there nothing inside? You see? There's nothing inside. Oh! He showed me an, an empty bowl here. Uh, and when he waved it over the, over the gods and the, the different images that are in the corner there, it burst into flames. Um, I'm told that that's magic. And it seems to have a lot of a, a big effect on the people around here. Merci. Pardon. Tell me, do a lot of wrestlers come to you to try and get powers before they have a fight? I give them magical medicines so they can demonstrate their strength. They can cut off their opponent's head, drain their blood and pull out their intestines. You've entered the kingdom of zombie. Do you guys have any enemies here or, or is everybody afraid of you? Everyone is afraid of us because we have witchcraft and magical power because this is the source of all magical power in Congo. Zombie handed cash to the new champion, asking him to distribute it. His critics claim this money comes from the government, keen to buy the gang's loyalty. Back at his house, I put this allegation to Zombie. People are telling me that you were called by the president personally to come back here to, to marshal his, his militia on the streets. Nobody got proved what you say. Nobody's got proof of what you say. I told you I don't want to answer those questions because our opposition are always liars. The only reason I have to ask, just because it's fair, it's fair to you if people say things about you that I come and I say to you, is this true, what, what's true and what's not? No, the truth is... No, the truth is, Zombie is Congolese 100%. He loves his country, he loves his president, he loves his brothers. It was time for some tag team action. In very high tension in Kinshasa at the moment. So the police, if they weren't here to try and control the crowd, this theatrical demonstration of violence could turn into something much nastier. popularity of wrestling and other combat sports has helped spawn violent and dangerous gangs. But the sport has another legacy. It provides a way for millions of people to laugh and escape the violence and poverty of everyday life. And that's something that for them is priceless. Our thanks to Shay Rhodes. On next week's Unreported World, Marcel Theroux is in the Ukraine investigating the story of the teenagers who live underground. Until then, you can catch up with all the latest and watch previous episodes at channel4.com slash unreported world. For now, from me, Krishnan Guru Murthy, goodbye. Unreported World.